I'm sorry, what do you mean to you? How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Memdalad, the 44, I think, of Masech Tzubis. Friends, my chair is wobbly. That's a little better. Um. Well, so, um, right. Um, Daf 44, Masech Tzubis. Well, the first part of the Daf uh, talks about, like we were talking about at the end of the Daf yesterday with like, of Huna and the two Ksubas and one sort of taking the place of the other or you choose one, that kind of whole thing. Well, no, that's we're going to see that sort of Nachman's opinion is about taking the place. Friends, we're going to see there. We see some interesting concepts like Bava Kama, although I think it's Taka Bava Metziah concepts, whatever it is. And then we get um, Tomorrow Alachis of Nari Rasa, Chiyuv Skila. Exciting times today and Babylon Talmud. Let's go back to three lines into the page. So we had said yesterday at the end of the daf, the opinion of Rafuna, Friends, what's this talking about? Who could tell me? Of course, it's talking about a situation where um, the where where a woman produces two ksubas. One for one was written earlier for two hundred zuz. One was written, written later for 300 zuz. So, Ravuna says that she has a choice. If she wants to collect from the earlier date, well then she'll have to, you know, she can collect the 200 zuz from the earlier date. Um, or if she wants to collect 300 zuz, then she has to go by the later date, the Nafkamina's being, if the husband sold um, 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 property between those dates, well if she uses the later document, which might be for more money, but if the doc, the date on the document is after the property was sold, well, then the person who bought the property is just going to say, "Get lost! I, you know, I bought the property before the date on your document." So, anyways, Vuna says you got to choose one, either the two hundreds document or the three hundreds document. Now, so again, so Amramas, we said earlier, So Vuna's opinion is that she could choose which document that she wants to use. Excuse me, one second, I'm yawning, but I'm also talking at the same time. Okay, that was pretty cool. So let's say that Rufuna Taka argues on Nachman, which is kind of a big deal, because Rufuna... Wait, oh no, no, wait, Rufuna was a contemporary of Nachman. Right, Rufuna, Rufuna, and Nachman were contemporaries. Okay, so let's say that, that Rufuna argues on Nachman. Dom Nachman, that Nachman says, Shnei shtaris ayotzen boze acherze. That if you have two documents that, you know, like come one after the other, such as in our example, you have two ksubas, one's for 200 zuz, one's for 300 zuz. Bitel Sheni Esarishin says of Nachman that the second one, the later one, nullifies and makes irrelevant the earlier one. It replaces the earlier one. So, oh, so let's say that Rav Huna and Rav Nachman argue. The Rav Huna says you could choose which one. Rav Nachman says the second one wins. The second one replaces the first one. But one second, but does not, not so fast. Doesn't Rav Papa say about Rav Nachman's opinion that Umoder of Nachman, that Rav Nachman, however, admits the Osiv Bedikla, the Tosefes Kosve, that if he added Epis to the second document, for example, if it's a document about property and he adds a palm tree to the second document, but there's some kind of addition to the second property, so then he's adding it to say, choose which one you want, right? Use the earlier document for the initial amount, 
or you can use the later document for the for the um, enhanced amount. So here also in our case, right, the first document was for 200. The second document was for 200 plus another 100 was for 300. So Rav Nachman would agree in that case as well, that Kilu, if there's a, an addition in the second document, then, then the second one doesn't automatically replace the first one, but you can choose which one. If you, if you want to take the earlier document for less money, that's fine, or you can take the later document for more money. Um, your choice. Gufa, we said earlier on Rav Nachman, says Rav Nachman, Shneshtaris, Ayotin, Boze, Achazeh, that if you have two documents, one after the other, Bitel Sheni, Esarishin, the second document, you know, nullifies and replaces the first one. Amr of Papin says, Rav Papa, Moder of Nachman, the Rav Nachman admits, the Osef Beidikla Utosefis Kosve, that if he added Epis to the second document, he did it in order to add on to the base amount and say, look, if you want, you can use the second document for more money or the earlier document for less money. Now, Pshita Rishin Bemechav Vesheni Bematonin. Now, obviously, in a situation where the first document is a document of a sale, and the second document is a document of a gift. Okay, so let's say you have a piece of house. Okay, Ruvain sold this house to Shimon. And Shimon has two documents now that say that uh, Ruvain sold him his house. One document, uh, right, says Rishin, the first document is Bemecher, says that Ruvain sold him his house. Vesheni Bematone. And the second one says that Ruvain gifted him his house. So certainly... So what's the, you know, if the first one was a sale and the second one was a gift, how come? The point being that the reason for the second document as a gift is because the Dina de Bar Metzah. Who can tell me what Dina de Bar Metzah is? Dina de Bar Metzah, the first time I remember hearing about Dina de Bar Metzah was in Yeshiva uh, about, I don't know, 15 years ago probably. It was probably in... Uh, Probably, uh, probably like, probably actually exactly 16 years ago. Probably 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 a tiny bit less. Maybe like, maybe 15 and 11 and a half months, maybe. Um, Anyway, so the first time I heard about it was this, this uh, guy in yeshiva. For some reason, I wanted to learn with him. I don't, I'm not quite sure why, but, well, I know why. But, it, anyways, he mentioned it to me. So, um, anyways, so, yeah, good story, right? Dino de Bar Metzra is, is that if you have, let's say you have a house, okay, and you want to sell your house, so... You, you gotta give the first option to your neighbor. Okay, you gotta knock on your neighbor's door and say, look, I'm looking to sell my house. By the way, if you're interested, you know, you, you, you have priority. That's what Dina de Barmetsu is. Now, now, um, the thing is, Ruben wanted to sell his house to Shimon, not to his neighbor. But if he gives it as a loophole, that if you give it as a gift to Shimon, so then you don't have to give priority to the neighbor. So, if the first document is a sale and the second document is a gift, so the reason for the gift document is to a sort of a loophole because he wanted to, he wanted to sell it to Shimon and not to his neighbor. So by having a document that says that it's a, a gift, so then he doesn't have to you know worry about Dina de Bar Metzer. 
and certainly if the first document is a gift and the second document is for a sale the reason why Ruvain gave a second document documenting a sale to Shimon was because of that basically when you buy property you buy it with insurance right that the, that the seller backs it up right so meaning if Ruvain sells his house to Shimon Shimon's going to say, okay, this is all fine and good. How do I know that Levi is not going to knock on my door tomorrow and say, oh, by the way, you can't buy this house because Ruven owes us money and that, that there's a lien on this, on this house. So therefore, when Shimon buys the house, he's going to buy it with a chryas. He's going to buy it with insurance that basically Ruven's responsible. You know, if, if Levi comes and, and, and says, you know, Shimon, you, you can't buy that house. There's a lien on it. So Ruben is going to be responsible for that. So now that applies specifically to a sale as opposed to a gift, right? So if Ruben gifted his house to Shimon and he wants to sort of give uh, um, extra security to Shimon and stand behind it, he'll write a document uh, that documents a sale because with that will be sort of the extra security, the extra insurance that if anybody will come to take it, so, you know, Ruben will stand behind it. So... So, 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 so if the first one is a gift and the second one is a sale, so out of the dina de balchov, fine, who the cause of Cain? Ella, yishneim b'mecher, but what if you have two documents and both of them are documents of a sale? Shneim b'matone, or you have two documents and both of them are of a gift. Bitel sheni esarishin, so we said that the second one, right, Rav Nachman says that the second one will, will replace the first one. My time. Why does the second document replace the first one. Raphim Amar says, Raphim, Emer Oduye Odi Lei. Well, because I'll say that the person, right, in, who, in possession of the document will admit that the first one was fraudulent. If he's got two documents, he'll admit that the first one was fraudulent. That's why the second one replaces the first one. Ravacha, Amar says, Ravacha, Emar, Achule Achle de Shibude. Alternatively, you could say that the Shimon who's got this document, He'll say, look, the, both documents are good, but just don't, let's, let's not care about the first document. We'll rely on the second document. My benai, what's the nafkamina? Well, the nafkamina is that according to the first way, that if you say that the first document was fraudulent, well, then it's a fraudulent document. According to the second one that says, look, let's just rely on the second one. Forget about the first one. The first one's a good document. We're just not going to rely upon it. So therefore, you can the nafkamina is arue saide. The witnesses that are signed on the first document, can they be trusted as witnesses? If we say it's a fraudulent document, what were they doing signing on a fraudulent document? We can't trust them anymore. But if you say that uh, it's a fine document, we're just not going to rely upon it, so then the witnesses are fine. What if uh, uh, Shimon ate fruits from this property in the, in the interim? So if you say it was a fraudulent document, he's got to pay Reuven back for, this, for the fruits that he ate because um, um, it wasn't his filled at the time. It was a fraudulent, the document that he had proving that it was, was fraudulent. But if you say that we're just going to rely upon the second one, but the first one was also a good document, so any fruits that he ate, technically they were his fruits. With the task as well as who's going to pay property tax. Right, again, if you say it was a fraudulent document, so in Ruvain, it was Ruvain's property. So Ruvain's got to, got to pay property tax. But if you say, if you say it was a good document, which is not going to rely upon it, well then, Shimon's responsible for pro- property tax. So, those are the nafkaminis. So what do we say by the ksubo, when you have two uh, 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 documents, right? When when she produces two ksubis, 
one for 200 zuz and one for 300 zuz. So Rav Huna had said that the 200 zuz she can collect from the, um, that she can collect from the, um, um, earlier one. Wait one second. Wait, where am I? Where am I? Give me a second. One second. The whole verse and Right. Aha. Right. One second. So we had said. Okay, one second, I'm sorry. We had said earlier that regarding the collection of the Ksuba, when can you collect the Ksuba? Ravuna had said that, that you can collect the, the Monim Asayim from the Erisin and the Tosefis from the Nisuin. Rav, uh, Rav Asi had said that both the, um, both the, the, the Monim Asayim and the Tosefis are from the Nisuin. So my have a lot of Ksuba, so how do we paskin? Toshma, the Amr of Yudah, Mashmur, Mishum, so, Rav Yudah Mashmuel says the name of like Rav said, that the Monim Asayim is from the Eris and the Tosafis is from the Nisun. Whereas the Chacham say like Rav Asi, or I mean, okay, I mean, probably Rav Asi is saying like the Chacham probably. Uh, both uh, the Monim Asayim and the Tosafis, Min Ha Nisun, are from the Nisun. The Allah is, that both the Monim Asayim and the Tosefes are from the time of the Nisuin, like Rav Asi slash the Chachamim were saying. Okay, fine. Friends, look the Mishnah. So if a woman converts to Judaism and her daughter converts to Judaism with her, Vizinsa, and then her daughter became a Naira, so I guess she converted prior to being a Naira, um, maybe she was 10 years old when she converted, and now she's 12 years old, she's a Naira, and then, uh, she got engaged, she was a Naira Melrosa, Vizinsa, and she was Mizana. Now, in general, a Naira Melrosa, a betrothed Naira, so if she has a relationship with another fellow, so it's Skila, it's an Isra Skila. Now, um, a married woman who, who has a relationship with an extramarital relationship, so then it's chenek. So now, in this situation of this girl who converted to Judaism when she was, let's say, 10 years old, and then now she's a Naira Marasa and she has a, 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 a you know, a relationship outside of the betrothal. So, Agiorishin is Garibito Ima Vizinsa Arezo Bechenek. So it's not Skila, it's chenek. Uh, skila is stoning, chenek is strangulation. Ein lo, lo Pesach Beisov, Velo Measela. We don't have the Pesach Pesav nor the Mea Sela. Um, what, what was it say? What was it say? Um, wait, where am I? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, great. So, uh, if you look at the Pasuk by Naira Moros, it says, el Pesach That they take her out to the entranceway of her father's house and they stone her. Um, and, of course, we know also by, by, um, by Motsi Shemra, that if a husband claims that his wife had a um, extramarital, well, extra betrothal relationship, um, so then, and if he's wrong, so then we whip him. So and also he has to pay a hundred sela fine. So, so, so ena lo pesach So we don't take her to the um, uh, um, entrance of her father's house when we kill her. And if he turns out to be a liar. So then he does not, he, there's no 100 sela fine. Now, if, um, 
this girl was conceived prior to her mother's conversion, but she was born after her mother had converted. Harezu b'skila. So then if she becomes an Arab or also, then she gets skila, just like a basisrael. Ve'ena lo pesach of, but also, nonetheless, um, they wouldn't stone her at the at the um, uh, entrance to her father's house of Lomea Sela, and also if the husband turns out to be a liar, he doesn't have a hundred Sela, fine. If this girl was conceived and born um, after her mother's conversion, well then she's just a Bas Yisrael in every way. So she'll be Chayef Skila, if, uh, right, and, and we stone her by the entrance to her father's house, and, um, if the guy turns out to be a liar, he's gonna have to pay a hundred sela and get whipped. Yeshla of ve'enla pesach beisha of, if she has a father, but the father doesn't have a house. Yeshla pesach beisha of, if, if there's a father's house, ve'enla of, but the father is dead. Hare zo beskila, so then, um, she nonetheless gets skila, um, lo nemer pesach of el the mitzvah. When it says the entrance to her father's house, that's just, um, I guess, uh, you know, if there is a father's house and there's a father, so then you do it by the father's house. But if there's no father, if there's no father's house, so then you don't. But you'll still stone her. Fine. Says the Gemara, Menani um, Mile. How do I know? Says Rashi, How do I know that when she was conceived, right, when prior to her mother's conversion, then she was born after her mother converted? That the punishment is stoning. Amrishlakish Damakra. Rishlakish says that the Pasuk says, Vamesa. Right, what does the Pasuk say? It says, Uskalua Ancha Ira Bavanu Vamesa. That the, that the men of her city will stone her and she will die. So, it should be enough to just say that the men of the city will stone her. Why does it say Vamesa? The Rabbos or also Shlobaktusha, Vedasabaktusha, to include a situation where she was conceived prior to her mother's conversion, and born after her mother's conversion. If that's the case, So why don't we also then say that the husband, if he turns out to be a liar, then we should whip him. He should be high of a hundred cellars. Well, the Pasuk only says Vamesa, that we stone her and she dies. The Misa Nisraba, she's included for stoning, but not for the fine that the husband needs to pay if he turns out to be a liar. Maybe Vamesa is coming to include not when she was conceived prior to the conversion of her mother and born afterwards, but rather maybe it's talking about a situation where she was conceived and born after her mother converted. But, I mean, that's just a regular Basisra. What's the Chiddush? Maybe it's talking about a situation where she was conceived and born prior to her converting. Then what do you do with Yisrael? What are we learning about, about um, Yisrael if she was sort of conceived and born right prior to um, um, being uh, prior to converting? Because it says Yisrael, right? It, you know, it's, I think we learned in Masech the Yavamas that like in some ways there's chilukim between a Bas Yisrael and a Gioris, right? So if she uh, was born prior to converting, then she's not a Bas Yisrael, she's a Gioris. So it says Yisrael, so it's talking about a situation where she was conceived prior to her mother's conversion, but by the time she was born, her mother had already converted. On Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanino, Amotzi Shemer Ala Yisoma Potter. That if you have 
a fellow who marries a Yisoma, right? He marries an orphan. She doesn't have a father. And the next day he comes and he, and he, and he says she wasn't a Basula. She had a relationship after Erusin. We have to stone her. It turns out he's lying. So he's potter. He doesn't get whipped. He doesn't have to pay a fine. Shinema, as the puzzle says, says that you'll give, right, that, right, that, uh, you're gonna have to, that he pays the father of the Naira. And if she's a, if she's a Yusoma, if she's an orphan, she doesn't have a father. But some say that it says by Mifate that if her father will refuse, and it says to say that it includes the father for a I'm sorry, the Rabbis Yisoma the Knas. That it uh, includes a Yisoma for the Knas. That if, um, even if the father is dead, then the Yisoma still gets defined by Mifate. So therefore we want to say if by Mifate the Yisoma gets defined, so then also by Motsi um, Shemra, um, um, uh, um, there should be a fine as well. Who most of love with Mifarikla, but Rabbi Yossi Bar Oven, Vitem Rabbi Yossi Bar Zvida answers his own question. That when it says that there is a fine, even, uh, right, it goes even to Yisoma, that is if at the time that the Mifata happened, that they had this relationship, the father was still alive. So, so, so at that time, the father was still alive. So then the money would go to the father. And if then the father dies, so then the money goes to her. But if at the time that they had this relationship, the father was already dead, so the money does not go to her. And I mean, I think that we had learned about this the other day, right? Because we said that if the money goes to her, well, it was consensual. So, you know, she basically um, was doing it out of her own will, and therefore we're not going to pay her for these sort of damages. It's not damages. That she, 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 she was voluntary. Um, okay, fine. So therefore, if when they had this relationship, the father was alive, and then the father died. So then she will um, collect the payment. But uh, if she was a Yusoma at the time that they had this relationship, then she would not get a payment. And uh, therefore, there's no indication that by Motsi Shemra, uh, it would apply to a Yusoma. Rava Amr Chayev, Rava says that actually by Motsi Shemra, he would, um, he would be Chayev. Says Rava, that if you have a fellow who marries an orphan and then the next day he makes up a whole story that she wasn't a basula and then she had a relationship after Averson and we have to stone her and it turns out that he's lying. Rava says, of course it's Chayev. We whip him. We make him pay a hundred sellers. Mimai, how do we know that he's Chayev? Midetani Ami, from that Ami taught, Basula Sisura Vel Basula Asger. Well, it says, by Motsi Shemra, what does it say? It says, Kiyotsi Shemra Basula Sisura. That he, he, he made a bad name of a, of a Basula of Yisrael. Velo Basulas Gerim to exclude Basulas Gerim. So now, to exclude Basulas Gerim, but to include a Basulas Yisoma. So I understand if, you know, the same situation, but for a Yisrael would be Chayev. So Hainu de Itzrich Kalamute Gerim. That's why we need to exclude Gerim. Right, meaning if you'd have uh, a Yosoma who was a, a Gioras, so then she would be Ptura, right? Because all, all, um, 
all all gayrim are considered like uh, yisomim, right? Their family connection, right? They have kind of new family connections when they when they convert to Judaism. So therefore, right? We're saying davka. We're excluding um, a a a a a a besulas gayrim was considered like yisomim. But if you have yisomim with Yisrael, then then she would be included in motzi shema. But if you say that a Yisoma of Yisrael is Potter, so then why do we Davka need to exclude a a a Gioris? How should be Yisrael Potter begeirim ibaya? If if Motzi Shemra doesn't even apply to a Yisoma Yisrael, certainly it doesn't apply to a Gioris. So from the fact that we're Davka excluding Gioris, but a Yisoma Yisrael would be included in Motzi Shemra, that is the opinion of Rav Amar Shlakish. Says Rishlakish, Hamotzi Shemra alaktana Potter. Now we've seen this before. We saw this in Daf Mem. A few days ago, a fellow who's motzi shemra by ektana is potter. Shenema, as the puzzle says, it says that he's going to give money. That if he turns out to be a liar, he's got to give money to the father of the naira. And naira is written with a hey, right? Right. In a bunch of there are a bunch of other examples where naira is written without a hey, just nun ayin resh. We pronounce it's written naar, but we read it naira. Now here, by Motzi Shemra, it's actually written with a hey. So Naira Mali Dibar Kosov is talking about a Naira, not a Ketana. Maskif Laravacha Bar Abba. Ravacha Bar Abba as a Kasha. Taimo Dixiv Bo Hanairo Holavochi Avamina Filu Ketana. What the only reason why Motzi Shemra does not apply to a Ketana is because it says Naira with a hey. But if there was no hey in Naira, I would think that Motzi Shemra can apply to a Ketana as well. That makes no sense. It says that if he's telling the truth, loan him to Basula Naira. She's not a Basula. She had a relationship after Arison. We stone her. You can't stone a child. And therefore, obviously, forget about if it says, if there's a hey in the word Naira. Obviously, it does not apply to Ketanas because Ketanas don't get stoned. No, when it comes to Motsi Shemra, yes, it's a Naira and it could never be a Katana because she's getting stoned and that wouldn't apply to a Katana. But the fact is that we know for sure that by Motsi Shemra it's a Naira because it can't apply to a Katana. And by Motsi Shemra it says Naira with a hey, and therefore it implies that any place Right, so meaning by Motzi Shemra, it has to be a Naira, and in Davka, it says Naira with a hay. All those other places where there's no hay, well, then it's not a Naira, right? Like in this example where we know for sure it's a Naira, it also has a hay. All those other places where there's no hay, well, in those cases, it doesn't need to be referring to a Naira. It can even be referring to a Ketana. Friends, that was Daf Memdalid of Mesechta Subis. The first part of the Daf, we. Um, Mentioned the right well yesterday we had seen the opinion of Rafuna who says that um, the Ksube is collected right the Manama sign from an earlier time and um, the Tosefet right well from from uh Arison and the Tosefet from Nisun. We had then also said according to Rafuna yesterday that if she produces two documents then she could choose if she wants to use the first one or the second one, right? Two Ksubas, she could choose the first or the second. We said that. Maybe that's, maybe that argues on Rav Nachman who says that the second one replaces the first one. Um, and then we said, no, actually Rav Nachman would agree with the Puna that if there is an addition to the second document, so then you'd be able to choose which one you, um, want. Um, we then kind of looked into the opinion of Rav Nachman who says that the second star replaces the first one. We gave two possible answers. 
One is either because the first one was fraudulent or the second one answers that we're just preferring the second one over the first one. There were different nafkaminas about, you know, for example, if the witnesses on the first star are trusted or not, right? Because if it's a fraudulent document, we can't trust them anymore. But if it was a good document, then we can. Or what about who pays for the fruits that were eaten in the meantime or the property tax, things like that. Then we got to a new Mishnah regarding Motzi Shemra and Nara Meorasa, right? And Nara Meorasa has a relationship with somebody else. We said that when it comes to a convert, so if she um, converted after she, you know, after she was born, so then uh, the punishment will be chenik. But if she converted, if her mother had converted before she was born, so then the uh, punishment will be skila. And, and then depending on if she was conceived when she was uh, before, when her mother had already converted, so then there's a question of if um, you know the 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 a fellow if he's lying will be chayev on shekels and and getting whipped. Uh, or not, and um, all right, yeah, that was basically the idea over there. And then we saw machlokus about does motzi shemra apply to a yisoma or not? One opinion was that no, you, you'd be potter by yisoma. The opinion of Rabbah is that you'd be chayiv by yisoma. Friends, that was by that was daf mendal. Masech taksubis. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.